at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grotes on Twitter. Well, still so many questions this morning about President Cyril Ramaphosa's Palapala transaction. The Reserve Bank said yesterday it could not find that Ramaphosa or his close corporation, which owns Palapala, had contravened foreign exchange regulations by receiving 580,000 US dollars from the Sudanese businessman Hasim Mustafa. The Reserve Bank says it cannot make a finding because the transaction was not. To use its word, perfected. As I understand it, what that means is because the buffalo did not leave Ramaphosa's farm, the deal was not concluded, it would appear then that the president did not have to declare the foreign currency. Raymond Paola is a financial surveillance consultant, worked in the financial surveillance department of the Reserve Bank for around 30 years. Raymond, good morning. Thanks for your time. Yes, good morning, Stephen. How are you doing? Um, Well, what do you make of this finding and the public statement by the Reserve Bank? It cannot find the president contravened the law because the transaction was not perfected. Yes, so Stephen, I think what I want to say is I'm talking from an exchange control context here. People, I think, you know, I'm not talking morally or any legality, but purely from an exchange control perspective, there's a regulation 6.1 that says, any foreign currency that you are entitled to must be declared and, and given to an authorized dealer in foreign exchange. So my point of view is, if, if, if I know and I've worked there, as you've quite rightly mentioned, the homework has been done. They've looked at all the facts. And I mean, I haven't had sight, obviously, of the facts that um, were, were looked at. And, uh, you know, if they've done their homework properly, then I would definitely agree with what has been said there, because... There's no ways, if you haven't had an entitlement to foreign exchange, that you have to declare it and and pass it on to an authorized dealer. I think what one must read is, you must remember there are regulations in exchange control, and then there's an authorized dealer manual. And then there's obviously the right to apply if you don't agree with any decisions that are made. But a lot of it, you know, in in terms of exchange control, uh, there's no, as far as I can see, you know, and I've read, I think people are being emotional and are looking at it outside the context. You must read it in the context of what it has been said. It's all about exchange control and what they are privy to and what they can declare on. There's no other, uh, you know, we mustn't look at it morally and any other legal issues that there are in place. But from an exchange control point of view, I don't see any issue with with what has uh, come out in the report. So their finding finding would be right in your view? Yes, because, I mean, as I say, you've mentioned I worked there for 30 years and I know a job has been thoroughly done and they would have had all the facts before they made a statement. So uh, there are a couple of uh, words here that I haven't heard before. You use the word entitled and I see the Reserve Bank used it too. So what I don't get, and I'm not an expert in this, I'm not a money person. So the president, to my mind, had control of the money. He could do what he wanted with it. He could bank it. He could stuff it in a sofa. So if it was his money, according to my non-financial view, he would have to declare it. What you're saying is that there's this concept of entitled. Um, he wasn't entitled to it because the transaction was not finished. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So then at what point would he have to declare it? Only when the buffalo left his farm? Yes, when the deal was consummated and the deal had been signed off and everything was, you know, you deliver on delivery, then you become entitled. Would it be different if he had spent the money, would that show that he believed he was entitled to it and therefore had to declare it? Well, I guess, I suppose, you know, look, as I said, I'm not an expert on that side, but yes, I would imagine if you spend something, then 
Well, it doesn't mean, no, I don't know. No, I don't agree. Because if you spend the money, it doesn't mean you're entitled to it. It would all depend on the transaction. Hmm. Remember, as they said, they've gone through hundreds of documents and taken affidavits. So I'm, it's, it's quite clear that something has come out to show that he wasn't entitled to it. So if he had spent it, he would have had to have reimbursed it, in my opinion. Okay, I'm with you now. Um, the fact that there seems, from what we understand, and I haven't seen a paper trail, but there's no paper trail. This is all verbal and handshake, right? Guy rocks up Christmas Day, wants to buy the buffalo. Here's 580,000 US dollars. I'll collect them. COVID comes, therefore the transaction's not perfected. But does that matter? I mean, I would, I would expect, in my understanding, business would be done on paper, especially a deal of this amount of money. If there's no paperwork, does that mean that the Reserve Bank's got nothing to investigate and that makes it hard for them? Well, that is one of the issues that may be, but you must remember what you haven't seen is and what they have said is they've viewed transactions. Um, I'm not saying anything relating to this, but they would have checked everything from a cross-border perspective, anything that was, you know, untoward or anything that had happened in terms of this transaction. Uh, not this transaction, any other transactions uh, in, in the future or the past that has happened. So you must remember they have sight of all the cross-border transactions, even one rand that crosses the border, it gets reported into the Reserve Bank. So they've done their homework on that side. They would have obviously then gone out and, and, and had interviews and discussions and received affidavits from people. So as you say, if there's no paper trail, it's very difficult. But given the fact that there was currency on hand, that's what would have happened. In all the investigations that are conducted from a financial surveillance point of view, a lot of the instances, you know, you just have cash coming across the border and then it gets impounded. And against that, you would obviously now go and do interviews and that. There's no paper trail. And against that, that's when the decision is made on based on that fact. Does it matter that SARS declared, so SARS is completely different to the Reserve Bank, would run its investigation independently. But it declared, with Ramaphosa's permission, that he was tax compliant for that financial year. So if he was tax compliant... He must have declared the income. If he declared the income, the money was his. If the money was his, didn't he have to declare it to the Reserve Bank? Would go the argument. I suppose that could come back to maybe he didn't declare it because the transaction wasn't finished. Well, yes, Stephen, as I said, I don't want to comment on the, the SARS leg of it. I'm just commenting from an exchange sure. control perspective. The other authorities, and I think it was quite clearly pointed out in the statement released by the Reserve Bank that... It's from an exchange control point of view and within the ambit of the exchange control uh, rules that they have in place um, that they, they've made the decision. So the other parties will have to follow their route. There's another aspect to this which I think is important. Um, I, in my journalistic experience, have never seen the bank ever publish the findings of any investigation to do with an individual before. It's published reports into failed banks, but never an individual. Is this unprecedented? Is this the first time it's happened in your experience? No, not uh, Section 33 of the Reserve Bank Act prevents us from uh, uh, making anything public. So it's never happened so before? The first time. All our investigations that have taken place in the past, we never published any of the stuff. Um, there is a bigger report, as you've pointed to. Uh, that took a year to do this. It's a big report. There's probably going to be a huge fight over whether that report would be made public. Already we're in unprecedented territory. Do you believe that, ca that, that report will ever be made public, or do you think the law will stop the Reserve Bank from releasing that report? No, I don't think it will be published. It's not in... I don't think so, no. 
Raymond Paola, thank you. A financial surveillance consultant, as you hear, worked in the financial surveillance department of the Reserve Bank for a very long time. Really appreciate the experience. Thank you. 27 minutes after 7.